Hey, I'm Ashley Kanai, and I'm Megan Jackson. Welcome to Messy Masterpieces, where the houses are messy, and so are our lives, but we're still his masterpieces and works in progress. Evening, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're back. Better than ever. I don't know about that, but we're better. I'm in my pajamas. We're not going to say better than ever. We're going to say I'm, I'm business up front and I'm party down or business up top party party down below. You got, got on pajama pants. I got on leggings and some my slippers, my favorite slippers, but I but I did straighten my hair just in case, you know, make, make you see how you know good I look. I got a little bit of mascara on. So, yeah, I ain't got no yeah. I got no makeup on. I took my shower. I give up for the day. All right, what'd you do today? drove back from the beach let me tell you we went listen i know there's a lot of people that love some buckies have you ever been to buckies um yes took the boys to san antonio for christmas last year and stopped at every single buckies i bet carson ate 200 worth of brisket well let me just tell you y'all can have buckies okay i mean when i first went in i was a little like this is really great. This is every white girl's dream, but cause I mean, it was like snacks and, you know, like food and like, it was, you know, my kid was like, this is basic white girl, like the place, you know, they had all these cute little gifts, you know, when you first walk in, that's how they get you. Their home but goods section is good too. What is their home goods section? That's what I'm talking about. You know, like I got me two cute shirts, by the way, just Shout out to Bucky's for that. You know, they want to sponsor us, give us some free merch. We'll take it. But I'm just going to say that place gave me some serious anxiety. And we talking about fear tonight. I have, I mean, I was stressed out by the time I left there. I was like, please get me out of here. I don't need no brisket. I don't need no beaver nuggets. I just need to get to the car in the quiet. That's, that's all needed. But it, it was, it was an experience. I'm glad I went, but I think I'm a one and done on Bucky's. But you were one in Florence and it just opened. When we were in Texas, it wasn't crowded like that. Man, that place. I bet you, listen, the whole state of South Carolina was in there today. I am not even lying. I mean, it was just like everywhere, but they have great bathrooms. I mean, their bathrooms are phenomenal, but oh, I was not waiting in line for brisket. I was not waiting in line for, you know, fudge and snacks and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was too much for me. I I was stressed by the time I left there, but I got two cute shirts. I got me a mug that the cashier just literally threw on the counter. And I thought she busted because she dumped my basket out, like just turned it over and dumped it out. Customer service was horrible there, but it was, you know, it's okay. She apologized, but it didn't break my mug, but she almost did. Well, two of my boys have full-on beaver suits, like the onesie that zips up. You pull the hood over, the (laughs) beaver teeth hang down in your face. So my cousin Jenny and her son went with us to San Antonio. Her son bought a beaver suit. My Carson bought a beaver suit and Grayson wanted a beaver suit. My sweet Zeb, my middle child was like, I'll just take a hoodie because I can wear it every day. So we at one point are driving the 17 hours back from San Antonio and look back in the rearview mirror and you saw nothing but beaver teeth. Like everybody <laughs> had their onesie on and their hood was up and you just, it looked like a bunch, we're riding with a bunch of beavers and we cackled about that. But you know, they're 20 bucks, 20 bucks for an entire onesie. If I could get away with I it. Did, I, I did not see no beaver onesies up in there. 
I'll send you a picture I mean, of Grayson and his. It's hilarious. Please send it to me because I have I have not I have not seen a beaver onesie, but they had they had really cute like home decor stuff and it was just a little overwhelming for me. Like I feel like if I would have been there like by myself and couldn't like chill, but you know, I was, I was there with like five other people, four or five other people. You're trying to make sure your kids don't get lost in there and get kidnapped by some random trucker that stopped at the Bucky's for some beaver nuggets. So I just, I don't know. It was a little stressful for me. It was a little, it was a little anxious. I got a little anxious. My, you know, my throat started closing up. I was like, let's go. I'm good. But I did get some, but I gave me a cute mug, some shirts. My kids got a shirt. I got, um, what else did I get? I'm trying to remember. I think that's it. Oh, my husband got a gas can, like a literally like a gas can that to put gas in a huge one. He got that. He was excited about that, but you know. Yeah, so, but we had a good time at the beach. It was fun. Never been to the beach in October, so that was cool. That was fun, but. I hear Ocean Lakes around Halloween is great. It was fun. I mean, I don't, we don't, we didn't trick or treat. I literally sat outside and did nothing and watched fried green tomatoes and. Tawanda! I know, right? (laughs) Watch watched um watched the movie just we watched the interview with Kanye and Tucker Carlson or yay now which was which was really good I mean I'm I mean I'm not a like huge Kanye fan but I was pretty impressed he's he he knows some stuff he ain't no dummy but anyway beside the point but it was it was a good relaxation my kids had a good time we had a good time back to the real world now back to the real world so um these people don't want to give us no messy moments on Facebook. They, they don't, they're not, they're not very engaging with us right now, Megan. Well, we're going to have to work on that, but so, go for it. Shoot. All right. Well, the school had to inform me that my child had a bruise on his cheek and his forehead. And my first thought is, okay, what other mama do I need to call? Like, what's going on no 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 he sneezed so hard that his face fell into his desk (laughs) cannot make this stuff up the kid comes home with a spot above his eye and his cheek is a little bit blue and I look at him and I say Grayson did you really sneeze so hard that your face went to the desk he said yeah mom I was holding my face up with my hand and writing with my pencil and when I sneezed my face fell off my hand and went onto my desk bless his heart so you know, I've had one kid bust their head open on their own cubby space in elementary school, and now I've had one sneeze their face into a desk. So, wrap them in bubble wrap. That's a boy. That's boys. Bubble work. them up. That's boys. Well, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of that you know that was kind of a little messy was I, I love coffee, so I got up at the beach. We left Friday afternoon. Got up Saturday morning. And I'm like, yes, went to the grocery store the night before. I'm like, yes, I got my coffee. I'm good. Didn't look to make sure like, oh, they got coffee cups there. You know, that's common. Most beach houses have coffee cups, right? I mean, that's just, you know, well, got there, literally fixed my coffee. And I'm like, crap, there's no coffee cups here. Well, so the only thing that I could find was a margarita glass. I either had a choice of a margarita glass a wine glass or a shot glass. Shot glass was out because that wasn't going to work because I needed more than that. So I, I chose the margarita glass because it holds more coffee. 
But so I drank my coffee out of a margarita glass, but I actually it was kind of stupid on my part because I for some reason I forgot to look in one cabinet and that one cabinet that I forgot to look in the coffee cups were in there. So the next day I had a coffee cup. But it was kind of it's kind of bougie to drink out of a margarita glass. Yeah, it was know? fancy. I saw it was like cut glass. Yeah. Yeah, it was very it was it was actually plastic, but it looked very fancy. It was it was, you know, it was like half bougie, half redneck, but it, it worked. It worked. It got cold really fast, though. That was the only thing. I guess that's why they're made like that for, like, margaritas, because margaritas are, like, iced, right? They're, like, icy. So, I guess. I don't know. I don't drink them. I don't either, but, you know, I, I guess I've seen them. Like, at the Mexican restaurant, they come out really, like, with those big cups, and they're, like, kind of ice in them. So, I guess that's why they're made like that for the ice. It's really hard to drink coffee out of them, though. But, anyway, that was only, like, messy, you know, moment I've had recently that I can think of that's kind of funny but yeah so but uh thing going good for you so far so good newlywed yeah oh oh yeah it's it's great but still in limbo between two houses and so I'm wearing a dress to work every day because I haven't moved my pants over here yet but all my tops are here so it's dress and cardigan every day luckily I own a I mean, as long as you wear the the dress and not just the top with no pants you're good you yeah, know it's totally fine it's fine it's you're all good. fine just make sure you don't accidentally put a top on thinking it's a dress and walk out of the house you know what I, I mean? won't don't worry <laughs> but yeah so that's I mean that's as soon as I can just get everything moved um that, would, that life is really good um that, that would be like my worst fear we're talking about fear so that would be like my worst fear is like walking out of the house with like without pants on you know or something you know like I did walk into the Dollar General store across the street the other week well, it's been a couple of months ago with my bedroom shoes on. And that was kind of like a little, that, that gave me a little bit of like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to see me and be like, she's so ridiculous in her bedroom shoes. But the girl at Dollar General was pretty, she, she thought it was funny, but I just completely forgot to put my shoes on. I was at home doing something, ran out and I was like, oh, by the time I got there, I was like, oh, too late. I'm not going back home. So, oh well, but yeah, so we're talking about fear. Adult yes. fear. How did this become about? How? Wh- why are we talking about fear? What, what? What brought this on? Okay, I literally like Friday night was asleep, and somehow I wound up dreaming about the doggone Veggie Tales. <laughs> I don't know, and that song just kind of stuck in my head. I mean, I guess because I used to watch it when I was little. The boys have watched it. They had the like soundtracks and everything, and I was like, "That's what we need to do. Like, we need to talk about fear because." That is so much more than a childlike subject because adult fear is real. There are so many things that we have to fear. And I even like, I found this line in one of my devotion books that says fear is described in as, as an emotion that is mainly unpleasant caused by the belief that someone or something will likely cause pain or a threat to a person. Adults have more fear than children do because we worry more. Absolutely. I mean, well, because I think we know the world now. So it's like, okay, as a child, you don't really know. You don't know fear in the sense of you don't understand stranger danger. You don't understand death. You don't understand like all these things in life that we go through. We don't, we don't understand them as a child and our kids don't get it because they really haven't experienced it or they don't have enough experience to understand it so I think that's why we we fear it 
we have more fear. And it's crazy because like when you, when you called me over the weekend, you were like, Oh, we need to talk about this. She's like, you're like, call me. And I'm like, okay. So I call when you told me that I was like, wow, because we just talked about it on Wednesday in a class I teach at church. It's a college age class. And we were sitting in there and this was not even the subject of the class, but we got to talking about fear and we were talking how just basically like we have so many fears and people were just talking about, oh, well, this is my fear and that is my fear. And it wasn't even the class, the, the discussion, it just kind of turned that way. And so I felt like when you, when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. Cause we don't, we, we don't have, I think sometimes we have irrational fear, you know, even as adults too, like fear that we probably shouldn't have, but, and, and a lot of theirs were kind of like irrational fears too. It wasn't necessarily like rational, but then some of them were really deep fears that they have such as, well, what, what, what if, I, when I get to heaven, like one of my biggest fears is I'm going to get to heaven and he's going to go, God's going to go, hmm, wasn't good enough. You know and I'm like? That's a, that's a rational fear that a lot of people probably have and they don't really think about it, you know? And these are college kids that are like, I have a rational fear of making it and standing before God and him saying, not good enough. Mm -hmm. So, and I think we all kind of feel that way as Christians. Mm -hmm. sometimes. And sometimes when we have a rational fear, um, we let it penetrate absolutely every area of our lives. It gets stuck in our heads and we can't, we can't get it out. And then we have those physical signs like you had, you know, throat closing up, can't stand to be in a crowd. You know, irrational fear is often followed by physical signs. And we, we recognize our fears by those. Yep. That's right. And, and I mean, I, when I was kind of studying for this and just thinking about fear in general, you know, I was asking on the way home, I was asking my, we drove separately as far as like some, some people rode in one car and and I had my teenager and my husband and myself in one car. And I was like, what's something y'all are afraid of? You know, and my kid, he was like, matter of fact, I need to pull it up because I don't remember. I know both of them said heights. They were both like, heights there they were scared of heights but my 17 year old was like I'm afraid of disappointment I'm afraid of letting somebody down I'm like and I see that in him but I was like wow I was like you know that that's a that is a legit fear you know and and then my my husband one of them was like drowning I think it was my 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 17 year old said drowning which that's kind of yeah that's kind of scary too but then my husband was like, well, losing my job and not being able to find another one. So these are like real life fears that people have that probably other people have too. And just don't talk about it, I think, because, you know, we have to look strong and we have to look like we, and, and if you tell somebody you're afraid of something, then that means that you don't trust God. And that's yeah. totally not the case. And I think as adults, we find ourselves with more responsibility and therefore more fear. Okay. We have kids. Well, we got to teach them not to talk to strangers and not to run out in front of cars. And we've got to teach them this and that, or we have a job. Okay. Well, we can't lose it because we have to have money to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wind up with more fear because we have more responsibility. And I think responsibility brings a certain amount of fear too, because of that lack of trust that we have that God will provide. Right. And, and, and I don't think, I, I mean, this is just my opinion, you know, and it's my opinion because we're on a podcast and, you know, 
we can have our own opinion, but I don't believe that fear like displeases God. I don't feel like he's like, Oh, you know, it's wrong for you to have fear, but I feel like it's how we react to it and the motivation behind our fear. So if our fear comes from lack of trust in him, then yeah, that is a problem because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, to, to trust him and know that, you know, he says, John says, do not let your heart be troubled Mm -hmm. and do not be afraid because Jesus gives us peace, you know? And I think we miss that because, you know, we, we just, we think, well, I'm fearing, so I'm not trusting God and I'm not, you know, and it's just, that's a natural gut reaction, um, to being in the flesh is just fearing things. But we can't trust God to teach our children not to talk to strangers or not to have them run out on the road. I think he gives us fear so that we can teach them. That's you know, right. yes. it gives us healthy fear so that we can do what we can in our human flesh do to protect them. That's right. Um, so I think there are fears that are completely natural and healthy. Um, I think when we get caught up in the irrationalist, when we, mm-hmm. we lose that trust. Um, well, and, and two, I mean, and, and scripture says that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. But at the same point, you know, it's like, we know where fear comes from. It comes from the enemy, you know, when he's literally just trying to find a crack. Like I I wrote about it this morning. Like something popped up in my memories that I had written about. um, I need to go pull it up and find it because honestly, sometimes like I I write stuff and I don't even remember what I write half the time. But, um, but it was just talking about like, we let the enemy you know, come in and sometimes we, we go, oh, well, the enemy can't attack me or blah, 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 but, or I don't understand why the enemy is attacking me. Well, we've created an environment for the enemy to attack. We have let, we've let the door open just enough to where the enemy can come in and give us a little bit of fear. And then in that fear comes chaos or, you know, and, or comes this irrational thinking that irrational thinking turns into, oh my gosh, let me go do this. You know, so it's a, it's kind of a snowball effect, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Um, I was studying a little bit and kind of, there are probably over 50 verses that I looked at that pertain to fear. And in all of them, we're challenged to do two things. All he asks us to do is to be strong and to be courageous. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you're strong and you're courageous, I'll fight for you and I'll stay. Mm-hmm. Um in Deuteronomy there too, you shall not fear for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. And in Deuteronomy, uh, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread for the Lord your God goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So he promises to stay, he promises to fight as long as we're strong and courageous. And being courageous does not mean that there's an absence of fear. I think I'm that's sure. where people get confused is that, okay, I shouldn't fear. No, being courageous means standing in the face of fear, but fear is still present. Right. And I think that's where we lose, we lose the definition of what fear really is. It's something we can stand against on God's truth. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and I, I kind of got hung up in Philippians when it says, do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. And I find myself just, just me in general, um, or specifically me, I guess I should say, I think I worry more when I'm not praying, you know, when I'm not praying and talking to God, you know, because I'm relying on Ashley to 
fix the situation or Ashley to um, get me through this, you know, because we rely on ourselves because we're self-motivated, you know, it's all about me mentality. Now that's the society we live in. It's about me and, and me alone. And we don't want to look to God. So um, I think that is, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, he says, pray about everything and worry about nothing. And then right after he says that, he tells us not to worry and to pray. He says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, that, that right there, you know, fear comes in chaos and, and Jesus is peace, you know, God is peace through the Holy Spirit. So you follow the unraveling. I don't, I do not. It's she's on Facebook. Her name is Kelly. And about two years ago, she wrote the best parallel to our human fear and God's nature that I've ever read. And it was simply that when our children wake up in the middle of the night with a nightmare and we hear their feet padding down the hallway in a panic, we don't wait till they're in our presence to say, okay, come here. When they're in the hallway, we say, mom's here. Come Mm. on, just come on. Mom's here. And that alleviates their fear. They hear you. They know you're there. And she just talked about how God is that for us. He doesn't wait until we are directly in his presence and seeing what he has for us. He beckons to us in our fear. He beckons us to come to him, to be in his presence. And he, he is just like that parent that calls to the child. If we're listening in our fear, he calls to us. He asks us to hand it to him. He wants us to crawl in his lap and bury our head in his neck. That's what he wants of us. And I just remember reading that. And that was at a very, very hard time in my life when I literally felt like I was running down that hallway every single day. And I don't, something about when she wrote that just told me, okay, it's time to stop being afraid. It's time to just trust him, to know that he has your future in his hands and that it's going to be one that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, that and I was really that fear. Right. And I was thinking too, like there was three different scenarios that kind of popped in my mind when you think about like um, when the spies were sent into the promised land, you know, and they came back and they're like, Oh, y'all ain't gonna believe this. These dudes are huge. They're giants. There's no way we're going to be able to defeat them. Well, God had already told them beforehand, hey, go in and take it. It's yours already. Go take it. Well, he's ta- he talked to them. Well, then you think about Joseph and like the fear that he had, like the, the father of Jesus or the earthly father of Je- that Joseph. Like think about when, you know, like the fear he had and the, the wrestling he had when he was like being told, um, I'm pregnant and, you know, he knew he hadn't slept with her. So it's like, well, how can she be pregnant? You know, is she messed around with some other dude? I mean, this is just, you know, me talking, you know, my, my redneck version, but it's like an angel come to him and said, marry her because she's conceived of the Holy spirit. So there's another time when maybe God specifically didn't speak, but an angel did it's through, through God. Well, then there's Abraham who is having to sacrifice his son. And it's like, you know, don't forget, God told him that he was going to be the seed that would, you know, Isaac was, so he knew that he was going to walk off that mountain with his son alive because God had already made a promise to him. 
So how hard was it for him to go up and trust God? The fear probably that was in this man. I mean, I can't even imagine having somebody tell me, you got to go kill your kid. You know, that's some big fear. But every situation the Lord had already told them. So it goes along just with what you just said. God's already spoke to them and told them. And he's right there with them, removing any doubt. And he's inserting truth and, and peace through his word. And that was maybe his word of speech, but we have his word in the Bible. We just got to read it and we got to apply it. And, and that's where, I mean, I find myself, I, if anybody's around me for any five minutes, more than five minutes, they know I'm chaos. Like <laughs> I have a friend that she comes to the studio sometimes and she'll be there while I'm working and she'll be like, Ashley, I got to go. She's like, you stress me out. Like you are so much, I don't know how you keep this together. Like this tears my nerves up just watching you. But I find my, in myself, I find fear and chaos and um, distress and anxiety coming in when I'm not spending time with God. That's where you, and, and I'm a big proponent of just spending time in the word and spending time with the Lord because it cre- it just helps so much with just minimizing fear in your life and helping you see the truth. Because at the end of the day, the, the lies of the devil and the enemy um, don't hold a candle to the truths of God. No. And, you know, I love the graphic. I mean, I, I knew we kind of discussed like what was going through my head and kind of, um, what, what I was thinking of when I was thinking of fear, but I literally can see the devil all in that drawing, you know, like, right creeping I mean, up, we I mean, look cute. behind us I mean we look too, totally cute as little cartoons didn't we, we I mean I had on my little overalls and everything oh we look cute <laughs> that my hair is shorter now maybe I'll let it grow but you know seriously that's that's how the enemy gets to us he creeps up behind us he creeps into our thoughts and then small fears become big fears when we don't hand them over that's right and that's that's right. that's, that's where we make the mistakes is letting the busyness of our adult life and fear takes up time that's the thing is we're busy enough Mm -hmm. like hand it over and move on if it's if it's irrational like I said there are those healthy fears where we teach our children you know to obey and to do things you know that are safe for them driving the same way but there are those irrational fears that we spend so much time on that we could just hand over and move on that's right yeah. And, and, and two, like there's, you know, there's two types of fear that the Bible talks about. It talks about the fear of like earthly troubles, troubles, but it also talks about like fear of the Lord, which is, you know, like the reverence of the Lord. And, but when it talks about the fear of the Lord, it's the beginning of understanding. So I'm like, you know, when you think about it from that standpoint, if, if we understand and we, we gain wisdom then those fears are so much more diminished when we know the truths of God and we don't focus so much on, you know, the, the lack of trust that, you know, we have as human beings, just being in the flesh and, and, and going, Oh, I I got this. I can handle this on my own because that's where fear comes in is when we try to take control and try to do things on our own. That's the, that's the biggest fear. I think that I feel like I have, that's when I, I start panicking is when I try to go, okay, God, I got this. I can do it. And in actuality, I know deep down, I can't do it, but that's just, that's our flesh. That's the, that's the way 
the society is now and the enemy's working overtime right now and he's putting so much fear into people and I mean there's people that are literally scared to death right now they're they're scared of everything they don't want to go out they don't want to go nowhere they won't do nothing because they're scared they're going to get shot in the street Mm -hmm. they're scared to death I mean there's there's so much fear right now yes we're we're scared of being robbed we're scared of being shot we've got high-tech security systems where I mean there's still those wearing masking but I mean a lot of it's you know elderly still need to you know there are lots of things that that are caused of that but I still think there's so much underlying fear because the unknown we don't know what the future is holding and we don't we're not supposed to right yep if we knew everything we'd probably be even more scared <laughs> true I mean I mean I'm just being real you know I mean if we if if we could see everything we would be like and I think if we knew what was going to happen then we wouldn't trust him you know because we would be relying on oh I know this is coming up so let me you know let me do this to combat that and yeah it, and it and literally to me it all goes back to I'm more at peace when I'm in his word and I'm praying and I'm trusting him and I'm leaning on him and on his understanding and not my own. And is, is fear still going to creep in? Absolutely. But that's when you have to go by, by devil, by Satan, peace out, get out of here. Absolutely. Okay. Good talk about fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll post next time's topic very soon. Yeah, and and I'm gonna make these people get on there and tell us some stuff. So, because we want to get some shout outs, you know, we want to get some shout outs to our peeps. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, see you later. Bye.